Hello there, and thanks for joining me in the podcast today. Psychology, the study of human behavior. Now, over the podcast that I've already produced, a couple hundred now, we've always looked at the issue of how we live, how shall we live, how best we might live, how then shall we live, and how do we actually. So we've examined a number of issues related to the behavior of an individual and the effect of that behavior upon that person's future life going forward. And that's what the psychology science is all about. We need to look at not just our behavior, what we do, how that impacts our future, how that impacts how we live in the future, how we experience life in the future, how we experience people in the future. So today, look at a couple issues as it relates to psychology and our behavior. Pets. Now I've given two or three podcasts on pets and so I'm going to do just a brief statement that I think it's important to recognize about pets in our life. Now if you have a pet, keep it. If you don't have a pet, consider getting one. If you're older and have a pet, keep it. If you're older and don't have a pet, consider getting one. Now we have known for years the effects of pets on our blood pressure, you know, on our general health and um, the level of stress that we experience. And um, we understand that pets are good for us physically, medically, but they're also good for us socially. They make us connect with other people. They put us in contact with other people. They are a go-between between ourselves and somebody else. They help us meet people. They help us talk to people about so I and get acquainted and get started in a conversation and so on. Pets play a very significant role. Get one. Have one. Keep one. But the University of Michigan Medical Center there in Ann Arbor uh, conducted a recent research study, which I think is very profound and very important for we also to consider. They looked at 1,400 people, older people. Now, these are people 60, 70, 80. Older people, half of which had a pet and half of which did not have a pet. And then they had these older people take a number of tests, cognitive tests. These would be... Uh, Tests of memory, you know, tests of um, calculations, uh, various kinds of tests to uh, determine if you can subtract, if you can count, word recall, lots of these kinds of tests, which we call cognitive tests. See if you are in the process of cognitive decline, which eventually leads to dementia and eventually leads to Alzheimer's. So they did this um, experiment on these 1,400 people half of which had a dog, half of which didn't. And here's what they found, that the, those with a pet were slower in their cognitive decline over the subsequent years as compared to those that did not have a pet. So tets, pets protected us against cognitive decline. One of the contributions a pet plays in our life. Now, obviously, they also increase our physical activity. They help us feel more relaxed. They help us feel more safe. And those all add to reducing the stress on one's brain and keeping one's brain as healthy as possible and minimizing cognitive decline. So pets are critically important and certainly are to be recommended just for that reason. Decrease your cognitive decline. Keep your mind, keep your brain functioning through the companionship of a pet. 
most of which are dogs, but some of which are cats and kind of other kind of animals. But um, do what you think is best. Okay, that's number one. Here's number two. We're in the summertime now. And one of the human behavior patterns that we engage in during the summer is to increase our fluid intake. And for most people, there's an increase, a significant increase in the sugary drinks that one consumes. Sports drinks, smoothies, sweet tea, the different forms of cola, lemonade, orange juice, and so on. There's a wide variety of these kinds of drinks that we tend to consume in, on hot days and to cool off and to facilitate social relationships as we talk and visit with friends. Now, when you take a drink of that nature, just not, we're not talking about alcoholic drinks, we're talking about just sport drinks and smoothies and tea and so on, cola. You add, in the course of that drink, what is it, 10 minutes, 15 minutes maybe? You add into your bloodstream approximately 45 to 55 grams of sugar. Lemonade is 60 grams of sugar. Cola is 60 grams of sugar. So when you have this tendency to cool off using a sport drink or a sugary drink of some kind, just know that you're adding to your bloodstream about, let's say, 50 to 60 grams of sugar. Now, this is the context. When you are just normal, sitting through the course of the day, and you're average, you've eaten your meals, and you're relaxing, and you're just going through the course of the day, your bloodstream holds about 5 grams of sugar. We call it glucose. 5 grams. Then all of a sudden you say, oh, I'm going to have a cola. Okay, so you take that 5. Now you go get in the refrigerator. You go get a cola, you know, a can of cola, a bottle of cola. And within the matter of a few minutes, you've added now about another 50 grams of sugar. You've been better off having a glazed donut. There's less sugar in a glazed donut than there is in a um, 18 ounce glass of cola or lemonade or orange juice or you know one of those kinds of drinks. So when you add that kind of sugar into your bloodstream, now it does not help you feel less hungry because liquid calories does not reduce hunger. Only food, sugar and food reduces hunger. So it doesn't have that role to play, but it gives you that revved up feeling that you may want or may desire and then feel kind of energized, you know, for a period of time until that those calories wear off. You can wear them off just by letting time go by. You'll probably gain a few pounds over time if you do that, or you can wear it off by physical exercise, getting on the bicycle and riding or playing tennis or uh, jogging or, you know, getting on your treadmill or, you know, whatever it is. Get rid of all that sugar that you've just consumed. Now, about 36 grams of sugar in a day is kind of normal. That's pretty good. That's desirable. That, that maintains life. That maintains health. That maintains weight. That maintains your energy. About 36 grams problem is that we have that and we have a second drink and we have a third drink we add food to it we add bread to it you know we add all kinds of other foods to it and before you know it we're into a high level of calories running around in our bloodstream giving us high levels of energy but giving us high levels of calorie and weight gain so think of it this way one tablespoon of sugar five grams okay that's pretty normal. That's kind of what we have running around in our bloodstream in the course of a day. Five, one tablespoon, one teaspoon of sugar. 
But if you add something like a sweet tea to that, or you add a smoothie or some kind of a sport drink to that, you've now added five more to eight more teaspoons of sugar in your bloodstream. So you've increased your sugar content significantly. Now we know that as you increase your sugar, you increase your risk of dying as a result of heart disease. That's just known. So sugary drinks consumed by an individual increases your likelihood of dying from heart disease by 10% per day. If you have that much sugar per day added to your diet. So we have to be careful, particularly in the summer. Get your drinks that are low in calorie. Alcohol is high in calorie, by the way. High in grams of sugar. High in glucose. So think through what it is that you drink. Here are a couple examples. Sparkling water rather than sugary soda of some kind. Brew your own iced tea and add just a tad of sugar for taste purposes, but not a lot. Or put fruit in your water and let it permeate so that you have a flavored drink of water, plain water, with the fruit of your choice. Or on the other hand, snack on some kind of a fruit. Oranges, berries, some kind of fruit, citrus fruit preferably. But don't drink away your stress. Whether you use high sugary drinks or alcoholic drinks, don't drink away your stress. Walk it off. Exercise it off. Talk it off. Relate it off. Relate to other people. Get stress to under control, but not through liquid consumption. Okay, there you are. Those are a few points of human behavior. The psychology of human behavior. That's what it's all about. That's what this podcast is all about. And it's your behavior that we're concerned about. It's your behavior that we're thinking about today. It's your future life. It's your future living quality that we're thinking about today. Calories do you in. They're an enemy of the people. Think of it that way. So I recommend my book, Living Life at Its Best. So you may want to get that book, Living Life at Its Best. Barnes & Noble, Amazon, or my website, www.booksbyhedberg.com. Bye for now. (music) 